yeah, I don't want to go to jail for anything. I'm much too, like, weak. And you're pretty. You are listening to the Stand Up Dads Podcast. This is heck of boring. Yeah, it is. Let's try again. Mike's going to have a hard time. I don't think they really realize. <laughs> oh, you're going to be fucked. <laughs> it's going to be awful. Mike's going backpacking for the first time in years. Uh, well, no, this is the first true backpacking because I mm-hmm. went a couple years back with a friend, but it was still in a place that had a bathroom, you know, sure. and it's, but it still was enough that because it was so uphill, I managed to like hurt my back and get <laughs> and get eaten alive by bugs even though mm-hmm. i had like toxic spray and natural spray like mm-hmm. none of it worked on me it just basted me for the bugs but this one is actual like you gotta go take a dump in a hole in the middle of nowhere yeah. and you gotta hike in mm-hmm. um, i used to love doing that although <laughs> taking a dump in a hole like loses its appeal after 30 <laughs> And holy crap, you need water because it just stinks so bad. <laughs> and I, you know, and I've never wanted to do this. So no, like already, it's not something it's, you look this forward is not, to. But. Yeah. Well, no, it, yeah, ever really I've wanted to really camp. So I don't know. My friend's been on me for a few years. They're like, come on, you got to go. And I already flaked once. So we're going to go. I would but, never go camping with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing because. Like Annie wants to go too, and like I was telling you before, it's it's all fun and games where it's like ha ha ha, it's gonna be so funny to take my camping, but they don't realize that it's like yeah, my leg something's gonna go out on the walk in, so, or I'm gonna get eaten alive by bugs. Like, <laughs> what are you gonna do after she dumps you after? <laughs> this is gonna be, yeah, we'll see how much she think, how funny she thinks it is. Where it's like. It's like, my stuff. do you think I'm joking when I'm saying I'm not meant to be out in any sort of survivalist situation? Like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think it would be this bad. Mm-hmm. And my friend, he's known me for a while. I know he's still going to come out. Jesus. You know? <laughs> I would never go camping with you, man. I love you, but. <laughs> not that type of camping. I wouldn't even go car camping with you. <laughs> <laughs> You guys could be at the site, and I'd be in the hotel, like yeah. in in. And that um, would be cool. We'll meet up. And Yosemite. Come over for s'mores and then yeah. walk off. If I could be in the little hotel mm-hmm. and then walk out and say hi and. In Yosemite, that's like eight hundred bucks a night. I know. Well, you're listening to Stand Up Dads. This is Rob and Mike. Yeah, I'm curious to see what we're going to talk about next week after you come back from this. Yeah, I'm worried about it. <laughs> that's sad. <laughs> Well, today we're going to talk about heroes and losers, because <laughs> uh, I'm trying to keep it more upbeat and throw some heroes in. Okay. God damn it. I had um, I had to take the wife's car to the shop today, Yeah. and I had some of their coffee at Honda and Uh-oh. Folsom. It tasted like rubber bands, <laughs> <laughs> and I can't get the taste out of my mouth. It's fucking nasty. How do you fuck up coffee that bad? <laughs> you know what? I did that. I did that to Olivia when she was... God, I think she was five or six. We were going somewhere and I was renting a car. So it was like an enterprise. Mm-hmm. And she's like, can I have some coffee, mama? Never. I'm like, you can have coffee. Sure. And I, she was like, nah, 
right. And it for that kept her off for a good like the rest. Of, yeah. Like, till like a year later when she was like, "Mama, let me have some of hers." And you gave me rotten coffee. <laughs> well, it's funny because my kid <laughs> will help my wife. You know, mm. she just does it for fun. Yeah. Like, he plays barista and makes her coffee. Mm. But pretty much, she has a candy bar and a cup. Yeah, that's you know, how Melissa. Yeah. yeah. To, you know, he tastes it and goes, "Oh, very good." And then. You know, say, like, hey, you want to have some of my coffee? Because I just have it black. Like, yeah. And he's just like, oh, why do you do this? <laughs> that's exactly how that. But it didn't taste like rubber bands. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And the fucked up thing is we had breakfast in between and it's still in there. <laughs> it's awful. Rubber bands. So uh, we're going to talk about heroes. And I found a comedian named Keith Pedro, who is my newest hero. Oh, wait. And I actually got stuff. <laughs> he came up with a brilliant freaking solution as to what to do when your kid wants a cell phone. Here goes. Got a 14-year-old daughter at home. You know how hard it is to have a 14-year-old daughter when you look like her fucking study buddy walking her home? <laughs> it's not cool, man. And I had to buy her a cell phone recently, right? Because she started grade nine. She's been asking for a cell phone since grade six. Dad, buy me a phone. Buy me a phone. I'm like, convince me, Layla. Sell it to me. Why do you need a phone? She's like, oh, my friends got phones, and what if there's an emergency? So I said, memorize my number. If there's an emergency, use one of your fucking friends' phones. <laughs> <laughs> Why better. do you need a phone if everybody got one? One Christmas, I was slick. I bought her a gift. She opened up the gift. It was an iPhone charger. She's like, oh, my God, Dad, you bought me an iPhone for this iPhone charger? I'm like, no, but open up some more. There was a Samsung charger, Motorola charger, Nokia charger. She's like, what? I'm like, yeah, these are for your fucking friends, so there's no excuse for you not to call me. <laughs> Brilliant and an asshole. <laughs> fucking love that so much. Olivia's had her phone, God, maybe a year? Yeah. Maybe a little longer, but, you know, she did finally in the last six months or something start to figure out like are can i ever have this like turned on like because nope. it's like before it was like yeah i got a phone and it's like you can't make calls you're just <laughs> you're basically getting a, a tiny ipad like you have yep. the ipad but so that uh, you know the stuff she can do yeah what she was happy about like the kid messenger and being able mm -hmm. to, to write us that way but she finally, you know, like her cousin's got one that actually the phone works. So she's like, yeah, but her cousin's older. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you don't need it. But it was funny that it pacified her for a while where she was like, yay, I got a phone. But, <laughs> yeah. Well, I love that fucking guy. And then we got another guy. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. <laughs> uh, this guy, hero father, plunges into murky canal to rescue a baby deer from drowning. Oh. And this is in the UK. This just happened uh, August 2nd. Four people were forced to rescue a fawn which fell in the water in Wigan on Sunday. Forced to rescue? Yeah, I, I don't think, think so, weird. yeah. Denver Kendall, 54. Guy's 54. I'm 48. I'm not jumping into a fucking canal for... I'd die. Yeah. I, there's no way I could pull a person out, let alone... <laughs> Well, Denver Kendall jumped into the water topless to wrestle a lead on the deer. So he took like a dog collar because oh. he knew he wouldn't be able to just grab it and pick it yeah. up. Then they got it. They calmed the deer down before it sprinted off. So, and the thing is, it's funny because I'm reading this and it's, again, it's British. Four times in the first two paragraphs, they talk about how he dove in topless. I'm like, yeah. what's the big fucking deal? The guy took his shirt off before he jumped in the water. What's yeah. The big, yeah. He dove in topless. He yeah. dove in topless. Yeah. It's like. 
what the fuck? But yeah, he jumped in and there's pictures on it. I'll post the link. That water is just nasty. It's all filled with algae and shit. Uh, like I wouldn't want to jump in there. Yeah. Anyway, so he grabbed, I guess his son was out for a walk. His son is 24. Yeah. And I guess he startled the deer. It was like, it still had spots on it. So it was a baby deer. Yeah. And it misjudged the canal and fell in. So the dad, he called his dad and then the dad grabbed his, his dog's, you know, collar and, and leash. Yeah. And just pretty much went out and dove in and got out and it took 20, like about 25 minutes for the whole thing. Yeah. Which I'm sorry. I give up on a shit after 10. Just to be fighting a deer. And what a super dad, though, that a 24-year-old's like, I need my dad to do this. Well, because like, the, cool. the son had his dogs, oh, he so couldn't. he wouldn't be able to. I don't know what he expected his dad to do. But, mm-hmm. uh, and apparently the the deer kind of gouged the dad's face a little bit with his antlers. Wow. Obviously, it was yeah, panicked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was totally panicked. But yeah, I mean, the whole time I'm there, like, holy fuck, I couldn't do any of this no no i mean if it was my kid i'd try but then it, the story the headline would be dad dies trying to save his son <laughs> totally yeah i don't swim well i i figured that's i would try for sure but we'd probably both die or actually only would end up swimming out yeah. fine and i'd end up dying and she'd be like why did he jump in <laughs> yeah i was fine yeah <laughs> now i gotta save you yeah <laughs> <laughs> father saved by son who was trying to be saved by dad yeah yeah <laughs> And then this other guy. Bonus points if you know who the fuck that was. <laughs> so you remember last year um, there was a kid in Wyoming who was seven years old and he saved his sister from a German shepherd? No. Yeah, last year some year old boy, Bridger Walker, was held as a hero when he risked his life to protect his younger sister from a brutal da- uh, dog attack. And in the course of doing so, he had to get 90 stitches in his face. Whoa. Because it really mangled his face, but he did save his sister. And the nice thing is, and again, this is the United States, so yeah. there's no, he's got a, you know, there's no free medical care for that. Yeah. But some doctors actually donated their time and services to help this kid out so he's still kind of scarred good. up you can see his face there in the picture it'll be in the links but he said yeah he's still yeah. proud of what he did yeah he um, saved his sister he did which is awesome because yeah. i can't see i mean we both have only kids so yeah yeah i don't know i could see my kid going oh well i get to have her toys uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was funny though because he said at the time he explained his actions by saying if someone had to die i thought it should be me Wow. Who says that at seven? Wow. I don't know. That to me just kind of. What a, yeah, that's a real hero. That, I, nah. Yeah. But I was a brother. That's what brothers do. So anyway, I think it's freaking awesome that he did that. I hope that, you know, I guess he's had several surgeries to fix all this and he's still yeah. not done. So anyway, so Dr. Deval Banusali uh, flew him out and treated him at his office for free in New York. He's a dermatologist, so fucking cool guy there. There's another hero in there. Yeah. Don't worry, we'll get negative and nasty soon. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, the kid says he would totally do it again, which I think is pretty damn cool. Yeah. Okay, and this next hero is comedian Justin McKinney, who says what you need to do when your kid says no. Oh, there's a new way to parent now. It's a kinder, gentler way to parent now. If you, if you tell a kid no, and he asks why, you're not supposed to say, because I said so, that's why. That's bad parenting. 
Oh, they've switched it now. Yeah, it's a, there's a kinder, gentle way. You're supposed to give them a reason, you know? So my go-to reason was because it was dangerous, you know? It's dangerous. And I remember as they were getting a little bit older, my, my one boy wanted some cookies. I'm like, you can have two cookies. He's like, I'm taking four. I just said you can have two. He's like, well, I want four. I'm taking four. I'm like, you're taking two. Why can't I take four? Because <laughs> it's dangerous. <laughs> He's like, how's that dangerous, Dad? Because if you take four, I'm going to freaking hit you. <laughs> dangerous. It's dangerous. <laughs> But look, all kidding aside, I don't hit my kids. I don't spank my kids. They say you're not supposed to spank your kids now. But they don't say anything about showing them videos of other kids getting spanked. <laughs> <laughs> that works. <laughs> Parents, you got to get creative. <laughs> this is what's going to happen to you. So, Justin McKinney here, another one of my new heroes. <laughs> I still like the cell phone one better, but still. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm done with the stupid sound effects. Uh, next one. Yeah. This one comes out of Russia. So just bear that in mind when you hear this. Hero Granny catches baby who dangled, fell 15 feet from window. Wow. Svetlana Sanarova, 64, was walking home from a supermarket in the Russian city of Novokuznetsk on July 21st when out of the corner of her eye, she saw a toddler clinging to a second floor window. What the fuck? <laughs> Wow. The grandmother dropped her bags, rushed to the window with her arms held out, and she arrived just in time. Wow. She caught the boy named Igor after his 15-foot fall. The father ran down to retrieve his son after the life-saving act. So she was just picturing this kid getting smushed, so she yeah. didn't think twice. The one thing she did think is, God, he's a lot heavier than I thought he would be. <laughs> the dad, Taroykin, thanked her but did not ask her name. The grandma left and went to go to her bench. I don't know what the hell that means. Yeah. But it took six days, and then they finally identified her. And now, like, on social media in Russia, she's, like, a big, huge hero. The dad thought that the wife was looking after the boy, but she had gone to get a bottle for the other child because they apparently have a twin, also an 18-month-old. Wow. And this is the part that cracks me up, and I had to have been pissed. In return for her act, Tara Koyan gave her 1,000 rubles, which sounds cool. Yeah. Guess how much 1,000 rubles is worth? What? $13.56. What? <laughs> Does it go further there, though, or something? I'm or? guessing, yeah. maybe. I mean, that could be two months' salary for all I know. I have yeah, no yeah. idea. I have no idea. But However, she refused to accept the money because this offended me. Now, it doesn't say it offended her because it was too little or just, you know. Oh. <laughs> he put it in her bag anyway, and she said, I still don't need it. So it took six days, but, like, authorities actually, you know, posted and all this stuff. So she has been recognized as a cool hero, which is freaking awesome yeah that one's a good one kick-ass grandma and again at 48 i don't think you and i would have been able to get there in time <laughs> oh my god yeah <laughs> let's see this one touches on what we were just talking about yeah eight-year-old girl becomes hero after saving drowning stranger despite not being able to swim what <laughs> how so this is in scotland so the girl was there was a boy named caden paterson who was struggling to keep his head above water, but no one on shore noticed. The girl, uh, let's see, her name, Turney Bat, uh, knew that something was going on, so she just went over to go help him. She, Without a second thought, she rushed into the lake and made her way to the boy and held his head until they were both rescued. 
And so she didn't like go in. She's just taller or something. No, she she was eight. He was 12. So So if she couldn't swim, how was she able to? I don't know. Yeah. Everyone is okay. Yeah. That's two sets of parents that weren't paying attention. (laughs) Pretty much. The parents were impressed by the kids' quick thinking and for putting the kids' safety before her own. I'm sorry. If I was a 12-year-old boy and I got saved by an eight-year-old girl, I'm going to have some (laughs) issues. Aren't you the guy? Don't put us in the paper, please. (laughs) Don't post that. You put it on Facebook. Why, Mom? (laughs) I love that. Forever intertwined. But it's one of those things that could have, the headline could have been so different because the kid didn't know how to swim. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That reminded me of, uh, we brought him up here, uh, Clark Batkinson. (laughs) No. Clark. Oh, I see what you're talking about. Okay. Um, he was stationed over at the DMZ in Korea. Yeah. And he would, I don't know how factual this was, but he said in the middle of the night, they would go out and search for mines. What? Yeah. And pretty much you're in the dark, kind of just feeling around. And I'm like, so you're a couple of inches away from being a hero that found a mine and some dumbass without a foot? It's like, yeah, pretty much. Oh my like, Jesus God. Christ. Why would they have them go do it? Because it's safer to look at night? Like people couldn't see? Like I guess you can't get shot at. I don't uh, know. Wow. I don't know. I don't understand more, man. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, man. And for every heroic headline, you just know that one thing had to be different to be either hella funny or hella sad. Yeah. But. Yeah. And then, you know, with heroes, everyone needs some help. And here is Jill Michelle Maline, who wants to help white parents. Are you a parent? You a parent? No? They're like, no way. <laughs> I, I do. I love parents, though. I love it. But Latina parents, like, you guys got it under control. You know how to, you know how to hold your kid in the Gucci bag, and you can shop and everything. You're like, you know, you're good at that. <laughs> we need to help out white parents. We really do. You know who they are. You Next time you're at the grocery store, and you hear a kid like, ah! pushing the car with the white lady like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. We need to help her out, you know? Throw a ravioli can, you know? Distract her. <laughs> and just go up to the kid and be like, oh, <laughs> I will come in the night. <laughs> Stab your Winnie the Pooh, that's right. <laughs> if you don't shut the hell up. <laughs> Sweet kid, he's so quiet. Look at that. <laughs> it's hilarious because she's like this little lady that just, she doesn't look like the evil person that comes out. <laughs> stab your Winnie the Pooh. I'll stab your Winnie the Pooh. It's a good assumption that every kid has a Winnie the Pooh somewhere. Something. <laughs> I never got into Winnie the Pooh. He always sounded like an old man to me. Yeah, I mean, I I, I remember I really liked Tigger. I liked yeah. Tigger. Um, I liked his design, and I liked... Yeah, he's just crazy. Well, but he didn't show up enough. So you'd be like, oh, when's Tigger going to show up? Because if especially if you got Winnie the Pooh and Eeyore in the same scene, you're like, oh, hey. Yeah, it's, you're suicidal after that. Yeah, yeah. And I was Eeyore, so <laughs> <laughs> fucking A. And you were Tigger. Yeah. Bouncing all over the place. Yep. But 
<laughs> yeah. What the, the fuck was that? that? Was just running around <laughs> like that. Oli's asked me that sometimes too. Like, how were you when you were a kid? I'm like, not getting invited back to birthday parties. Like, <laughs> she's like, were you really that crazy? I'm like, oh yeah. I don't know. I think boys are more than yeah, they're assholes. Girls anyway, but usually they wanted to medicate me. <laughs> Lucky for you, that wasn't that popular back then. Yeah, like my mom was like, no. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't know that till years later, you know? But yeah, I was hyper. I was hyper. <laughs> <laughs> so here we have like the misunderstood hero. Mm-hmm. Here's Michael McIntyre talking about something every parent has to deal with, and that's trying to get your kid to sleep. But as I say, I have children. I have two children, and night-night is simply not part of the putting-to-bed routine, all right? I'm nowhere near night-night when I put my children to bed. This is an unrealistic interpretation of bedtime with children. I start angry. I don't build to anger anymore. I used to build. Now I start with five minutes. I'm in bed. Don't you mess with me tonight. Five minutes, I'll be back here in five minutes on the dot. Then you're going to bed. That's just getting them into bed. Then it just carries on. Go to sleep! <laughs> go, don't you mess with, go to, close your, you have to remind them how it works. Close, close your, your eyes! <laughs> and go to sleep! <laughs> no idea how exhausted I am and your mother is because of this. Go to sleep. <laughs> you selfish. <laughs> selfish little shit. <laughs> Close your eyes. And Close your eyes. <laughs> enough is enough. Do you know that your mother and I haven't had sex in weeks because of this? <laughs> Do you know that sometimes she says to me in the afternoon, oh, maybe tonight, Michael, you'll get lucky when the kids are asleep. You're never asleep! <laughs> never <laughs> asleep! <laughs> You're never asleep. Night night. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much how it goes. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Night night is part of it. It's just when they're already asleep. You never love your children more than when they're unconscious but still breathing. It's a lovely moment. <laughs> Look at my little man. Oh, night night, darling. Daddy's little soldier. Oh, daddy loves you. Darling, look what we did. Oh, look what we made. Oh, isn't he lovely? Night, night. I'm still awake! God, I'm still awake! <laughs> <laughs> I'm still awake! This is how you raise children. It's basically, uh, you, if you have children, you'll know this. If you have been a child, I'm sure you can remember. It's threats. Threats of death is the only way you can get children to do things. Oh. Put your coat on. I don't want to put my coat on. <laughs> if you don't put your coat on, you'll get pneumonia and die. <laughs> <laughs> Hold Daddy's hand. I don't want to hold your hand. If you don't hold my hand, a car will hit you and you will die. (laughs) (laughs) Brush your teeth. I don't want to brush my teeth. If you don't brush your teeth, they'll rot and fall out. You won't be able to eat and you will die. (laughs) (laughs) You will die. Go to bed. I don't want to go to bed. If you don't go to bed, I will personally kill you. I've got a plan and an alibi. (laughs) A plan and an alibi. I'm seeing a common theme here. <laughs> just a lot of threatening kids, but that's parenting. Yeah. Oli did that the other night and was like, 
put her go go to sleep mm-hmm. and it, i agree with that i do there's times where i was like why are you so mad over it because mm-hmm. it is you need to go to sleep with like because with her yeah, and me it's a big fight yeah. yeah but i go in there and she's asleep but then i just somehow knew i was looking at her i'm like you're not asleep mm-hmm. and she's like i'm not and i was like <sighs> thank you for at least <laughs> pretending thank you at least for trying to like let me go to sleep and pretend that you're sleeping here. But yeah, she totally was sitting there and then she's like, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, with mine, he he usually sleeps pretty well. Yeah. But it's, it's just a fight getting him to that point. Because, you know, we do the book reading before he goes and, you know, if it's my, if I if I'm on deck for it, I always just bring my Kindle so I can read in the dark. Yeah. Oh, so that's mine. I don't care. Take all the time you want to sleep because I'm just, oh. I was going to be reading anyway, so do it and he's like because he doesn't yeah. like it when i put him to sleep because we read our books and then okay good night oh he can't he has no way to stop no because like i i got no problem sitting here for hours because i was planning on reading this today anyway yeah. so i'm boring yeah. apparently because kim will play with him and stuff and i'm not good at that yeah that's but. funny because Oli sometimes still needs that and the other day i, I had I was <laughs> nerd alert. I was reading manga uh-huh. on the iPad. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, I'll just lay by you. Same thing. But then she keeps trying. I'm like, will you stop looking? You know, <laughs> I want to see him like, this is an inappropriate one. This yeah. was like chainsaw, man. <laughs> like, you know, you can't look at this one. Go to bed. Go to bed. And she's like, will you have that? I'm go. Cause I want to do something. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to bed. <laughs> like you, it's like, ah. Oh. Daddy wants to look at porn. <laughs> yeah, turn your head. No. Jesus. No, I'm trying to read my comic. I'm like, yeah, there is no, it's like, you. they want you to go lay by them and actually just go to sleep mm-hmm. by them. And no. It's like, just go to bed. I mean, that's one thing when they're like a year old, yeah. but not yeah. when they're in grade school. No. Here's a mom that was doing the right thing, but was misunderstood. Scared neighbors almost call cops on mom circling block to put baby to sleep. Because you remember the days where your kid Oh, she was driving? Well, because the kid wouldn't sleep, so and was just crying. So was she in her car, like driving or something? Yeah. So she had a two-month-old that would just not go to sleep and was yeah. crying. So she put it in the car, and just decided. Yeah, that. I, but yeah. The problem was she kept the same route and just oh. kept driving around the same. Oh, block so they thought it was over. they thought it was like somebody scant. Yeah, yeah I so get it. So they were getting it. ready okay. to call the cops. I get it. Yeah. And then finally, someone took out their phone and to, to show her that, hey, we're recording you. And then finally, ha, 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 everyone was like, oh, how funny. I'm just trying to get the kid to sleep because we've all done that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, although my kid. It never worked with Oli, so I don't I don't think I ever actually, cause she, even now she don't fall, she does not fall asleep in the car. Like maybe mine, once, mine twice. will fall asleep in the car, but I don't know what it is because I will stop plenty of times on the way home. He just knows when I've stopped and get home because he'll wake up. Yeah. So it's not like that whole, you know, like that cute thing then where you, you take carry this, him in yeah, and, the and, yeah. sleepy baby, you carry him into the house and all that. Yeah. Never. Because he, I, one time he's been that tired because he was just running around all day. Yeah. So you can't even like pull in the driveway and pull out your Kindle. Yeah. Because then he's like, I oh, know I'm up now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he hears the, yeah. he's setting the parking brake or what, but yeah. just not happening. Yeah. We were coming back last week from... We went to like Santa Cruz and then to Monterey and we came back super late on Friday and it was like, you know, maybe a two and a half hour drive to, to, from there to my mom's. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, she's like, took the pillow out and playing it and gets all quiet back there. I'm like, okay. Turn off the book. Hey, I'm still listening. It's like she never, mm-hmm. I'm like, you don't, I can't believe you can't actually fall asleep. Like, even all set up like that, you're not going to fall asleep. That's because she's your kid. Because you have, <laughs> you have the worst fear of missing out. Anyone I know. <laughs> Something cool might happen. You know, I can't go to I sleep. I don't want to miss it. I have to stay awake. Yeah. Because <laughs> you will kill yourself just stressing about, but what if something else is going on? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. I have to do it all. I know. And where I'm like, eh. <laughs> You're like, I want to do none of it. <laughs> Let's see. So this mom, apparently the video got over 660,000 views. Wow. So anyway, but everyone... Oh, because they have it on film when she finally yeah, like rolled down her window. I'm just trying to get my kid to sleep. Yeah. And they go, oh. And then now we're getting into the loser section. We've got Jamal Coleman talking about the epitome of bad parenting. I love my mama. Specifically because she used to come home from work and just slap me and my brother. Pop, pop. we like, ow, oh, mom, what was that for? She's like, that's for the shit I didn't catch you doing. <laughs> that's not the bad parenting. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I think you got to get beat by your parents to learn a little respect. I'm not saying like, okay, somebody got their ass beat before. Okay, good for you. (laughs) That's the person that doesn't cut you in line. That's the person that will not cut you off in traffic. They won't steal your cup at Starbucks, that person over there. I'm not saying like lock your kid in a closet and electrocute them and then put it in a bathtub. I'm not, I'm just saying like I went, I was at City Walk and I saw like a group of kids and they were doing a group of kid language talk where it's just, and one voice came out and was like, mommy, mommy, can you buy me a Jamba Juice? And then the mom had the Starbucks and she was all frantic and she's like, oh, we can't get the, no, because we've got the Marvel movie and we haven't got the ticket yet and it's gonna start. And the little kid was just like, mommy, if you don't buy me a Jamba Juice, you're a bitch. <laughs> oh. That's what I did. I took my phone out. I was like, world star. <laughs> now she's going to come off the top rope on his ass. <laughs> but she bought a Jamba Juice. <laughs> and I was like, you are a bitch. <laughs> that is a bad parent. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's one thing to have that said to you, but then to actually give in. like, yeah, Although no. we've all been there where it's like, fuck it, it's not worth the fight. Yeah. Especially in public. Yeah, but not being, yeah, Oli would never call me or anything. <laughs> My kid does, but I don't think he realizes what he's saying. Yeah. I mean, I think he realizes it now. Oh, he does now. Okay. But oh, yeah. I don't fucking deal with it, so he doesn't say it to me Yeah. anymore. <laughs> so yeah. I really can't wait for him to start school because it's kind of, we've talked about it before, where other kids can police your kid better than you could ever. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, that's so true. Yeah, it's anything that they're like, I don't want to do that or I want to, and then you get made fun of at school and then you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's like, because, yeah, if you now have, like, I'll get a school, haircut. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if he acts like he does around the house, he's going to either be really lonely or he's going to have to shape up really quick. And he's too social. Yeah. Because he just says hi to everybody and he gets really hurt when no one says hi back. Yeah, so he'll shape up. He'll yeah. shape up. I'm hoping, or he'll just become a fucking serial killer. <laughs> <But> <laughs> no, I think those are more the quiet, unblinking. You never know. Yeah, I guess you never know. Well, this brings us to. He's a story about a bad daddy. <laughs> Actually, I've got two of them. This one's for a mom. 
Mother charged with neglect after daughter, who is 12, has baby with man twice her age. What? This is in Tulsa, Oklahoma. 12-year-old woman, a uh, girl, had a baby with a man that was twice her age. The mom, who was arrested, was identified as 33-year-old Desiree Castaneda. Investigators discovered that she was aware of her 12-year-old daughter's relationship with a 24-year-old man. What the fuck? And the baby the two had together. So 12 and 24, that's a 12-year difference. That's still smaller than the difference between you and yours. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like almost 50. Yeah. This isn't a 12-year-old. I know. That's fucking bullshit. <laughs> so that's bullshit to call that. It's like, all relative. It's bullshit. <laughs> it's not the same thing at all. This is this is horrific <laughs> criminal behavior. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't let that one pass. Uh-huh. A twenty-four-year-old dating a twelve-year-old is not the same as a forty-nine-year-old dating a thirty-year-old. Okay, so uh, so they arrested the mom on a fifty-thousand-dollar bond for being aware of the whole thing and not doing anything about it. Of course, I don't know what to do. I guess she was just okay with the relationship. Uh, the 24-year-old was a guy named Juan Miranda Jara, uh-huh. uh, who said he's been with that girl since October of 2020. And I don't know, you know, so he's been arrested for rape. So now yeah. there's this poor 12-year-old girl without a mom to support her or the guy yeah. with a kid. Oklahoma, the law, the age of consent is 16 years old, which I'm kind of surprised it's that high for Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> for Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, so they arrested both of them, and she walked in, you know, the 12-year-old and the 24-year-old walk in like any other couple. The So they arrested the mom because the, they said the mom knew about it. Yeah, and did nothing about it, and then arrested the guy because he was the guy doing it. Which is terrible, but like I agree, then it leaves, so there's no dad around to help. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, for what the, it's worth, and yeah. I'm not, the guy's a piece of shit, yeah, but yeah. at least he was there. He's proud of his little 12 year You know, the thing is, other parts of the country, 12's prime Marian age, so. What? Not a country. I'm mean, other parts of the world, excuse me. I was like, <laughs> what? No, I mean, it's. I'm not saying it's right, but I mean, it's kind of. Yeah. I'm sure someone in some parts of the world are like, what's wrong with that? You know? Disgusting. I agree. Yeah. 12 years is a lot less than 19, Mike. I'd stab him. <laughs> yeah, but they're talking a 12-year-old. <laughs> I just like it how you get so defensive. <laughs> well, it's because I'm I'm so mad at the story, and then I'm also like, it's like it's I'm mad that it's like putting put up as the same thing. <laughs> so let's see when when. Yes, but we weren't dating then. When she was twelve, you were thirty-one. <laughs> but we weren't <laughs> dating then. I didn't. <laughs> I hate those math games. <laughs> When you were 12, she thinks she it's was funny. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, she thinks it's funny. She loves saying any of that stuff where I'll be like, oh man, I love this movie. I wasn't born yet. <laughs> yep. God damn. You have clothes older than her. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> anyway, this brings us to the main bad dad. And this guy, he reminds me of the guy from Fargo, the incompetent dipshit. Oh, okay. He hired two men to kidnap his wife, and they ended up drowning. <laughs> so, <laughs> are they holding him responsible for their deaths too? Then, uh, well, no. Um, so this that'd be hilarious. This happened a couple years ago, but he's now he just made a plea of guilty uh, last week. 
Okay. Shonda Handy was Handley was at home with her daughter and a neighbor. Uh, the daughter was 14 when two men showed up at the door dressed in what looked like blue uniforms from an appliance store. They had a carpet steamer and asked Hanley if they could demonstrate it for her. Do they still do that? I don't know. that. I have not seen that. Yeah. So she said no. The men forced their way into the house at gunpoint, mm-hmm. put a hood over her head, and handcuffed her and her neighbor. They pushed Handley into a van and drove off, leaving the 14-year-old daughter and the neighbor behind. The kidnappers had been hired by Handley's estranged husband, Lawrence Michael Handley, who was planning to have Shonda Handley driven to his camp near Woodville, Mississippi, from her home in Lafayette, Louisiana. So, crossing state lines, that's always bad. Uh What he planned to do after that was not clear. Uh But as the men drove east on Interstate 10, with the the wife handcuffed in the back, uh, sheriff's deputies noticed the van was swerving and tried to stop it. So totally random. There was no... They got so lucky. Uh, the men, Sylvester Bracey and Arsenio, Arsenio Haynes, drove off the interstate, turned down a dead-end gravel road, and were penned in by police. Both men tried to escape by swimming through a canal, and they drowned. Oh, my God. <laughs> they both drowned. Again, another canal story. Yeah. So incompetent, you know, wow. criminals. So four years later, the the husband pled guilty to two counts of second-degree kidnapping and one count of attempted second-degree kidnapping. He faces 15 to 35 years in prison. Because of the plea deal, I guess if it's aggravated kidnapping, you're guaranteed life sentence in jail. But I guess that was what he got down. So the wife is kind of pissed that he's not getting life because she feels like once he gets out, she's going to be harassed again. Yeah. So apparently he was- He tried to kill her. Yeah, leave her. No, hang on. Okay. Because it wasn't clear what he wanted to do. Oh. He was once a successful businessman. He ran a software and vitamin business and had been the CEO of a series of drug treatment centers. He sold that in 2015 in a deal worth about $21 million. Wow. So I'm thinking, oh, maybe he just want to get rid of her to not have to pay out half that money. Yeah. He threatened her a bunch of times uh, when they went through a divorce. For two months, she said she had to have live-in security at her house. Oh, my God. I knew he was coming to get me, she said. Now, the lawyer said that his client had been using methamphetamine and cocaine for days when he hatched the plan to have his wife kidnapped. He said that he had planned to come in as a hero and rescue her in an, eff- rescue her in an effort to win her back. Oh, my God. So, you can't make this shit up. Oh, my God. So, some guy has been up for two, you know, three days straight on drugs thinking, this is how I'll get her. Yeah. Certainly not logical thinking, but when you're doing a lot of meth and cocaine, I guess it seemed rational to him. This is his lawyer. Wow. (laughs) It turned out to be a terrible decision. The good thing is now with the plea deal, they don't have to go through all the, uh, you know, the family doesn't have to go through all the court and all that stuff. So they're spared all that nonsense. Yeah. Now the lawyer's trying to say, well, since he had those addiction treatment places he saved many people he deserves a second chance no dude you're a fucking asshole oh no he cannot be let loose yeah and you know there's plenty of people that get messed up and don't hatch plans like that (laughs) well you put your daughter through that too yeah 14 year old daughter gets to watch her mom get kidnapped yeah you still have somewhere in your head the that type of ability to pull or have that idea Meth does not make you or the any of these drugs do not put that idea in your head completely, I don't think. No. I mean, you no. got to be broken. I, yeah. I seriously think that super powerful guys are, I think there's got to be something wrong with you a little bit just to get to that position. Yeah. To where you just don't give a fuck. 
They so, yeah, it seems like you see so many of them. They they just get weird. Yeah, they do weird shit. Like let's fly to space. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, email us. Tell us what you think. Thestandupdads at gmail dot com. Subscribe, rate us, review us. It's how the show grows. If you want to hire someone to draw a picture of two dumbasses who get themselves killed while trying to kidnap a woman, <laughs> who would they reach out to? They can reach out to me at pencil for hire. That's pencil f o r hire dot com. Or pencil for hire on Instagram. Check out our sponsor, Seattle Gummy Company. When you don't have meth or coke to hatch together a uh, kidnapping plan. Oh my God, I need to take some camping because my friend <laughs> even said he was like, he's all there's no diet coke up there. I'm like, then I need to bring some caffeine pills. He's all cold turkey. I'm like, that's a Jeez. bad idea. Hey, you don't want to be packing like pounds of diet soda no, there, no no i need seattle See? gummy There's company another example why to, should you use seattle gummy company yeah for backpacking yeah. yeah and to keep yourself from going cold turkey and mm-hmm. and killing everybody at the campsite they make high energy mocha shots <laughs> with all the caffeine and a cup of coffee coffee per gummy for half the price of what you would spend for a cup of coffee at one of those chain shops Click the link in the show notes. Enter the code STANDUPDADS15. Get 15% off your order. Yeah, we've been enjoying these for over a year now. We love them. And like for this, it's a perfect opportunity for it. Yeah. Seattle Gummy Company. Stand Up Dad tested and approved. Get shit done. We have teamed up with Gag on this podcast uh, to have merch sold at tpublic.com. Click the link in the show notes and go there. You get our ugly faces on your stuff. You get mugs, co- you know, notebooks, T-shirts, stickers, whatever you want. You could find it on there. Uh, we used to say just go to tpublic.com and look for gag on this. Don't do that. <laughs> you will not be happy with what you see. <laughs> and speaking of gag on this, check out my side project, the Gag on This podcast. That's run by Big Nick. We interview comics from all over the place, have a great time doing it. Uh, this week, we just recorded with Robert Logan. He is our podcast's biggest fan. Uh, the gag on this podcast, biggest fan. Wow. And it was fucking weird, because we had a guest that knew more about the show than we did. Wow. So that was kind of cool. That's really cool. It's like, yeah, you remember that episode where blah, blah, blah? We're like, no. Wow. <laughs> so it was kind of cool. Wow, somebody is able to do that to you, which you can do to me all the time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm like, yeah, you're making that up. No, that sounds kind of familiar. Yep. I know I wrap this up. I hope to record next week and not be dead out in the woods. <laughs> I'm just glad at least that he picked a place to go camping that was at least like it's it's in Yosemite, like it's a walk-in spot in there because most of his plans of what he normally does is like off the grid, which mm-hmm. I told him was like, yeah, it is how all those horror movies start, how people die. You either got the cavern people, the hillbillies that have stayed there <laughs> and lived out there in the woods, or we get trapped and my legs stuck in a rock and I have to cut wait like cut through it to you wouldn't escape do that you would just die. i wouldn't i would die <laughs> there's no way i would cut through it <laughs> well tune in next week see if mike is here to join us we'll talk to you later <laughs> bye bye thing i want to say is thank you all for coming bye bye <laughs>